0: Hey, everybody, this is Sean Early, and today I'm talking about Zazzle, more specifically, what sells on Zazzle. So if you're a digital artist and you're looking to monetize your business by using these print on demand services such as Zazzle, you're definitely going to want to check this out. So I'll see you in the episode. If you like this podcast, be sure to click the subscribe button. You can also follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, and TikTok in order to stay up to date on all the latest episodes. Today's podcast is brought to you by the new Robot Spaceship Studios, offering professional podcast production, design, consulting, and promotional services to help you start your very own podcast. For more information, go to robotspaceship.com slash studios. Welcome to the Grow Your Digital Business podcast, where creative entrepreneurs learn how to monetize their passions and grow their digital business. This podcast has been brought to you by the Robot Spaceship Podcast Network. For more info and other great podcast series, go to robotspaceship.com and subscribe. And now your host, Sean Early. Hey everybody, this is Sean Early and welcome to episode six of the Grow Your Digital Business podcast. Today I'm going to be talking about a topic of uh, one of my most popular blog posts that I wrote about five years ago, interestingly enough, and it's about Zazzle and more importantly, what sells on Zazzle. So uh, if you are a digital artist and you sell your work on t-shirts and posters and coffee mugs and things, then you probably know about Zazzle. Um, If you don't, then Zazzle is a I have to say Zazzle a lot in this show, so I have to get used to that. Anyway, Zazzle is a uh, print-on-demand company, and they basically allow you to upload your artwork on uh, any number of various products, uh, greeting cards, posters, coffee mugs, T-shirts, cell phone cases... Uh, stickers, clocks, you name it. They got new stuff every single day popping up on Zazzle and you can basically upload your art and you can create custom products and sell them. I've been having quite a bit of success uploading my, my digital art and selling them on Zazzle. I have up art that I've done, you know, over the last 10, 15 years or so. And uh, I, you know, every once in a while I'll go back to my Zazzle shop and, and check my stats and it's continuing to sell stuff um, without me even having to do anything or add any new products or anything. Um, but occasionally I'll go in and update new products and things. But anyway, Zazzle continues to be a very um, successful uh, platform for me to sell my artwork on. And people buy all kinds of different types of things with my artwork on it, um, stuff I never would have really... Some things I, I did anticipate, some things I didn't. So um, a few years ago, I took a deep dive into actually trying to analyze like what actually does sell on Zazzle, what are the key things, Like what what are the key products, and why are people buying? And I wrote a blog, blog post about it called, of course, What Sells on Zazzle. And so I figured um, I'd take a chance to maybe do a follow-up podcast about this topic, um, I did a little bit of research over the last week just to kind of confirm some of the things I talked about in my blog post. Um, if you want to check out the blog post, you can follow the the link in the in the show notes. But anyway, um, I did some checking and because the last time I, I did the research, I used some old software called Market Samurai, which is you know ten years old. It's outdated; they don't make it anymore. Um, but I you know, using some newer, newer software for keyword research and stuff. I checked it out and basically it confirmed exactly what I was saying, you know, five years ago, it's exactly the same kind of thing. I mean, obviously there's new products and things on Zazzle, but basically the same types of things apply. So if you are selling your stuff on Zazzle or con- are considering, you know, putting your artwork up on there to sell, then maybe you want to consider some of these things. So one of the first things I discovered about Zazzle is, you know, there's always, there's, there's lots of blog posts about people who just like try to make a business out of they, they take every single piece of artwork they have and they just upload it to Zazzle and trying to blast it out on every single product they can. And, um, you know, sometimes it looks good. Sometimes it doesn't, you know, certain shapes, certain things aren't designed for certain products. So, you know, if you don't actually go in and custom make each product with that image that fits that product, then, you know, kind of just blast your image on there and it kind of doesn't look very good. But anyway, some people do that and they try to, you know, go out and take a million pictures of flowers or, you know, landscape or whatever, or do some some graphic design and just kind of bang it out and upload it to their products. And then, you know, they sit and wait thinking, you know, they're going to get some sales and they don't and the sales never come in. And so this is another reason why I kind of wanted to go in and try to figure out exactly what is actually the key thing that makes people buy stuff on Zazzle. Is it the quality of the artwork? Is it the particular type of product? You know, what is it? So here's what I found out. So... I, I was kind of confused for a long time. I did a lot of reading blog posts, going into forums and trying to figure stuff out. And p- some people had some ideas of things. Some people didn't want to share. The people who were successful, obviously, some people did share some things. And so I kind of wanted to confirm my suspicions about the stuff that people were saying. And so I did a little bit of research and I found some stuff out. But the first first thing that really kind of triggered me, that sort of aha moment, is when I was scrolling through a blog. Um, what was it called? It was called passingthrough.com. I'm not even sure if the website's there anymore. But anyway, they were selling some stuff on Zazzle. And uh, they wrote a blog post that said their number one selling item on Zazzle was this this image they took of an old rusty trailer. And it was basically a like a, a greeting card or a, a postcard. And they had this really simple black text on it. It didn't even like stand out very well at all. Basically the text on it just said, we have a new address. So basically it was just kind of like this, this ha ha moment of an old beat up trailer. And this is where we're moving to. So it was kind of like a a change of address notification and people saw it and, you know, thought it was funny. But for me, what triggered me is kind of the context of the art. So basically if they just uploaded this, this image of a rusty old trailer to, you know, any number of things, it really wouldn't have a unique quality for it. It didn't solve a problem and really solving a problem is kind of what's critical here. And so, you know, if I was looking to move and I wanted to let people know what my new address is, and so I wanted to send them a card, then I'd probably go somewhere like Zazzle or something and search for cards that were contextually about moving uh, new address or whatever postcards. And I would see this and think it was funny. So th- the point is that it's, it's not really the artwork itself. It's the context of the artwork in relation to the artwork and the product. And so Um, if we want to think about what context is, so context is defined as the parts of a discourse that surrounds a word or passage that can throw light on its meaning. So in other words, what are the primary active reasons for why this product is selling? And so I was thinking, okay, context is really what this is about. It's not about just taking all my pinup artwork and throwing it up on t-shirts and stuff and hoping it sells. I mean, there are some people who really appreciate the artwork and they do want that, but really it, it has to have context. I'd say some of my most popular selling stuff over the past years have been greeting cards, which are interesting. Um, I'm not really sure what they're actually writing on the greeting cards, but it's obviously that, you know, you if you buy a greeting card, you usually want to write something in it or you want to add some text to it. And the thing about Zazzle is even though there's somebody's artwork on there, you can pick the artwork and you can also add different types of text and stuff over the artwork. So really you can kind of create your own customized stuff. So, you know, even though you buy a, a, you know, a t-shirt with my artwork on it, you can still add text over it that says whatever you want it to. And I think that's really the key reason why people are actually buying my greeting cards is because they probably want a greeting card with that image on it. And they're probably changing some text for whatever event or special occasion that they're promoting with that pinup on there. And so that's really, you know, the reason why they're buying that. It's not really because I make great art. And so I kind of do a little bit more research and that really kind of confirms, you know, that the reason, um, another one, if you can think about it, is another popular selling item on Zazzle are, um, yellow dog collars. And it's not just a dog collar that's yellow or a dog collar that has flowers on it. It's a yellow dog collar that is very bright and it has text on it. that says food allergies, please don't feed. So obviously if I had a dog that had allergies and was walking around the neighborhood and I don't want people feeding it, I'd want a collar that said food allergies, please don't feed. And I wanted it bright yellow. I want it to stand out. And so that's really, it's adding context. So the text and the product and the context of why people are buying it. And I think that's really critical. So the customization factor is really critical here for Zazzle. So one of the reasons, um, I kind of went over some of the reasons. And so I decided, okay, what are the key products that are people actually buying and what is the context about it? And so I did some searches. And like I said, I used market market samurai, which is a keyword research tool. They put out, you know, 10 years ago or whatever, but I use a new program that I use these days called Mangools, which is basically the same kind of thing. Uh, It's a monthly payment thing you can just buy for however long you need it. Um, But I use it for all kinds of things. And I basically just kind of reconfirmed what I was searching for. So I did a search for Zazzle and I did a search for personalized gifts. Um, And I, you know, it it was figured, I I did a search for personalized gifts. I did a search for customized gifts and things. And I think personalized came up as having more search results than customized. Same with just Zazzle as a generic thing. So um, my previous search, um, I found out a bunch of, you know, keywords that had to do with, with those. I'm going to open up, um, Mangles. Now I did a search just now for it. So I did a search for Zazzle. I did anywhere. I did English. Um, you know, this is another topic I will talk about in a minute, but English, English as a language. And I did a search for Zazzle. And it seems like the keyword difficulty for Zazzle is relatively hard, but, um, interesting enough there, if you watch the trends, there's a, there's a, a timeline that goes back to, wow, what is it? 2004 Um, between 2004 and now there's always a peak if you look in the trends in December. So you can tell December is obviously a peak buying time for, you know, holiday season. So people are buying personalized gifts over the holidays. There's also another peak right before summer, like sometime in spring. And that's another indicator that people are buying things for spring, which I found out later were actually because people want to get married in spring and summer, so they're normally buying wedding invitations, which wedding invitations are a very customizable gift and very specific. So people want it to say specific things and people want a very specific artwork on it. So wedding invitations, obviously, and Christmas gifts are very important for Zazzle, customized versions of it, and also during the peak selling seasons, which are right before the summer and during the holidays. Um, I did another search on Zazzle for other things. I see the top searches come up for... Um Zazzle invites, which could be invitations. It could be some other, like a, you know, special membership or something, special coupon. There's a Zazzle coupon, which comes up. There's also Zazzle t-shirts. Um, let's see what else. Zazzle mugs came up. Um, Zazzle gifts. And their custom t-shirt, Zazzle print on demand. Zazzle wedding. So I think these are very, very key items um, to determine, you know, what are the most search for items. So obviously, you know, I think people probably go to Zazzle and then they do a search, but you know, people who are just discovering things on Google, um, maybe they're not typing in Zazzle per se, maybe they don't know they can buy something on Zazzle. So you kind of have to think about, you know, searching for custom wedding invitations or custom uh t-shirts or personalized gifts or these kind of things. And so if they come up a little bit more, um, you know, Google finds them and then throws you into Zazzle, obviously. But there's there's sort of two search behaviors you have to optimize for here if when discovering things. So one is like what are people typing in right into Google? If they don't know what Zazzle is, and the other people, what are they going to Zazzle for in discovering? So that's another thing. Um let me go back to my blog post so I can check my notes here. <clears throat> So, you know, I talked about timing. I talked about trends. Um, There's also um, a big indicator for phone cases because phone cases, people love customized phone cases. They love artwork on phone cases and people buy tons of them. And sometimes they don't like the selection you find on Amazon. So if you go to Zazzle, you can have all kinds of artwork on it. And normally Zazzle comes up, you know, every, every, you know, couple of months, a new phone will come out or a new phone model. And so they'll have to add a new phone case size for it. So if you sell phone cases with your artwork, then you probably want to check it on a regular basis. And sometimes I find like, especially if there's a new iPhone coming out, um, Zazzle will get sometimes the, the phone case template for it before the iPhone even comes out. So you can actually start ordering custom cases in the shape of that phone before it even comes out or around the same time. So if you check the planning for every time Apple does a mobile device release or every time Samsung releases a a new, you know, whatever, then, you know, you want to do a search for, you know, whatever galaxy, whatever number phone cases, or you want to do a search for iPhone 13, 14, whatever is going to come out, you know, in the future phone cases. And that's going to be a typically very searched for topic, you know, because, you know, everybody in the world wants one of these devices when they come out and they're searching for them, especially around the holidays. So putting your artwork on these phone cases are really important and they always get searched for. Um, So in a way, this is also positioning yourself to be available, um, you know, for the things that people are searching for and also you keywording your, your items, especially if you post them on a blog or a portfolio or something, you want to keyword these items for that search. So even if they go to Google, they type in, you know, whatever you make, uh, I don't know, you take, you know, uh, sunflower landscape photos or something. Um, then do sunflower landscape, iPhone 13 phone case. You know, that would be a long tail keyword that you definitely want to try to position for when they're coming out. And especially um, just these long tail keywords are are critical for for positioning yourself. Um, Another topic are baby shower invitations, which I found. um, So wedding invitations are good. Wedding is good. Um, baby is important, especially, you know, baby showers are typically held in the summer, spring. So that's another spring, summer, um, peak sales topic. And again, baby shower invitations are the same as wedding invitations. They need to be contextual. People need to change the text on them. They were looking for a specific image or whatever. So if you're selling these two things, I'd say over, over my six years of research on Zazzle, I'd say wedding invitations, are probably the number one top selling item, so I'll cut right to the chase there. But that's probably the number one top selling customized item on Zazzle. The, you know, a lot of other things sell as well. But I'd say, you know, you could start a business just selling wedding, wedding invitations on Zazzle, and you probably have the most success. It may not be the most interesting, but you know, that would probably be one of the more successful ways to do it. Um, also, going to Google Trends, which is another way I discover these things. Um, Let me go to Google Trends here. So Google Trends is amazing. I love it. Um, It's a great way to just kind of discover new things. You basically go in there and you can search for a search term for a certain location um, under a certain language on the web or as a, you know, if it's a YouTube search or a Google shopping search or new search or whatever. And you can also compare it. So I can say I can type in Zazzle as one search term and I would type in, um, let's see, wedding invitations. So I do that search and it shows me basically um, in this case, uh, you can't see it here because there's no video, but if you do it yourself, you see that um, Zazzle is in blue and wedding invitations is in red. And it gives you this chart in terms of what, what is con- selling more or less of based on Zazzle wedding invitations. And sometimes you can see, um, especially over March, um, the lines kind of match so the the blue zazzle and the red wedding imitation graph kind of match sort of in their in their ups and downs so you can see that those are popular during those time periods sometimes they don't but for the most part I think I use that a lot for cross-referencing things um, I'm going to type in phone cases cases Let's see what comes up So phone cases is obviously a much more search for term, um, but it also tells you like, okay, it's being searched for a lot in a certain region. Um, It's being searched for a lot in uh, different languages it's being searched for uh, a lot, and like what types of phone cases are being searched for. In this case, it's a iPhone 12 Pro Max case is a related query that comes up. So it gives you some some different types of things people are searching for in relation to that search. And again, Google Trends is awesome because it's totally free. It's basically used to kind of help you figure out how you're going to run advertising um, if you're running Google Ads. So you know, it's also You know, it's a, it's a, it's probably one of my number one tools for just discovering things, you know, accidentals or, you know, confirming hunches that I have. Um, as you can see here, it's, you know, uh, the U S and Canada, Australia are big top searches for all these things. Um, what else? India. It's another topic. Um, you can also search for different languages. Like sometimes you can say, um, imitaciones, which is wedding invitation, you know, in invitaciones in, in Spanish. So, you know, a lot of people are searching for that in different languages. So Google trends is really great for showing you different language variations as well. So maybe you're not reaching a demographic in your particular language, but in other languages, maybe they're searching for that specifically. So you can really search for that. So, um, you know, it's really important to just check those things and see, you know, what language is actually being searched for. So you can position that for keywording. Like when you add a, add a topic to Zazzle, when you add a piece of artwork to Zazzle, you can determine what sort of keywords you want to position them in. And sometimes it's like, you know, for wedding invitations, you want to say wedding invitations. Sometimes you want to say wedding invitazioni. Sometimes you want to say, you know, whatever, customize this or whatever, but uh, it kind of helps you in actually keywording the product on Zazzle, Zazzle and actually keywording, you know, where you're positioning, whether it's on your blog or whatever. So, um, you know, creating a creating a WordPress blog and being able to post your artwork and every time you create a new piece of artwork, um, it's good to write a blog post about it and keyword that blog post so people will help find it. So if they don't discover it just directly at Zazzle, maybe they'll find it through some Google searching. They'll, they'll find your website. So... Um, just learning these, these keywords and how people are discovering it is also really important. So going back to our list here, lo- like I said, localization is really important. So Spanish obviously is, is very important. Um, very critical, especially if you're selling in the U S you know, Spanish language, just the same, same region, same Zazzle store, but you know, just posted in a different language. Um, you get probably a lot of different results. Um, So anyway, this, you know, nothing really new since five years um, coming up over Zazzle. Obviously, I did a search for things like, you know, face masks because of Corona and all these things. And there are some peaks there. Obviously, there were more peaks, I think, before when people were buying face masks, before they were going for the, the more medical grade face masks. But, you know, people are still buying them. Um, you know, anytime there's a trend, it's kind of important to hop onto Zazzle to see if they come up with something. Um, they always have new products and really, again, searching the context of what that product is, is really important. So, um, and I'd say, you know, if, if, if you do sell a specific type of artwork, I'd say just do cross-referencing in Google trends to figure out, okay, Zazzle and do a search for your thing, you know, sunflower photos or, um, whatever you do, but I think, uh, it, it's a great for cross referencing and seeing the, seeing the comparisons in terms of the peaks, also searching for certain types of products. So, you know, you search for Zazzle, you search for sunflower photos or sunflowers, you know, I'd, that'd probably do, I'd probably do, uh, Zazzle, I'd do sunflowers and I would do uh, cell phone cases and let's do a search. here. let's see what comes up just really quick. I'm interested. So I do Zazzle. I'm gonna do sunflowers and phone cases. Let's see what happens. Actually, I gotta refresh my browser's acting weird. Sunflowers. Okay, there we go. Okay. Let's see what's going on here. So phone cases in yellow, um, they're peaking actually going up in popularity between May and June of this year, June to July. It seemed an uptick in popularity for phone cases. I also see an uptick in sunflowers. Obviously I don't know what people are searching for, but just a search keyword. I'm going to see a downtick Uh, I see an uptick in Zazzle as well. So it could be interesting. So I'm gonna go to Zazzle and see what I can find here. Just, Just out of curiosity, thinking out loud. Let's see here. Okay, pardon the awkward silence. So I'm gonna type sunflower phone case. There's tons of sunflower phone cases on there, but, um, 50, everything's on sale right now, 50% off, but it's interesting. Um, I think let's do, can we do popular? So I do a popular high to low, see what comes up. So newest popular. So I do a search for what's popular and I find that phone case and I can see the style that people are probably buying. I can also see where people place the text so you can see if you customize it. So I'm looking at like the first thing that came up It says sunflower, yellow flower, floral, personalized casemate iPhone case selling it for twenty nine bucks. And there's a, you know, pretty pretty photoshoppy sunflower photo on there with some sparkles and things and then a very and somebody's name is in the middle there underneath where the where the the camera lens hole is and it's basically you know you can change the name you can change the font so you kind of get an idea for what is popular what people are buying and as you can see some examples down below what people are buying so this kind of gives you an idea of like how to position your art on that particular product what types of styles of stuff people are buying and why Um, obviously this is is very, you know, somebody wants their name on it. Somebody wants it kind of blingy, um, very photoshoppy But again, it gives you a good idea of what, you know, what is actually selling there. So um, I would say just use that and... Cross-reference again. Use Google Trends; it's free. Um, if you want to invest in Mangools, um, I'll place a link on my on my show notes. You can check it out too. Um, I think they have a free trial for a few days or weeks or a month or whatever they do. But you know, check it out and explore some keywords and just kind of see what's 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 popular. Also, you know, use use Mangools for checking out like the competitive um, websites and maybe get it. You can use it to kind of snoop out who is actually selling those particular items on their website. So you can get an idea of the style of things that are selling or what's more popular. Um, and it's really just a lot of, a lot of just kind of detective work in terms of what is popular kind of in context of the type of artwork that you do. And also, you know, the trends and things for seasonal trends, for localized trends, for, you know, whatever's coming out that's new and popular, such as a new phone case, or, you know, in, in case of Corona, it was face masks or whatever. But, um, you know, just, just use these tools to kind of cross-reference and discover some things. And again, just think of, you know, the personalization factor, the customized contextual reasoning behind why people are buying that. In this case, um, somebody wants a cell phone case because they probably like sunflowers and they want their name on it and that's really what it's all about it's as simple as that maybe there's like I said the yellow dog collar because it really solves a problem you know it says food allergies please don't feed Um, maybe it is a you know in my case it's a pinup and they probably using the pinup because there's a motorcycle on it and because they probably have a some sort of motorcycle event or the person they send the cards to likes motorcycles or something contextual about motorcycles and pinups. I don't know uh, world war two or something. I don't know. But in this case, you know, uh, there's gotta be something contextual about it that they're selling. I, you know, I research my own stuff extensively, but, um, you know, go in and use these tools to research, um, your products that you sell, the type of artwork that you sell and research Zazzle cross-referencing and research some of the products that they sell on Zazzle. So you can go to the high-level Zazzle store and just take that product and just kind of find, like do a search for um, phone cases or do a search for iPhone cases or do a search for women's t-shirts or do a search for you know all these product category names in reference to Zazzle or in reference to the type of artwork that you sell and kind of see if there's peaks in the, the trend line that they show in the graphs. And, uh, you know, again, you can check out the blog post that I wrote in the show notes kind of gives you a better visual. Um, I mean, again, I'm using the old, um, market samurai research stuff, but you know, you can do the same thing with Mangools. Anyway, I hope that gives you a little bit of idea on terms of, you know, if you're thinking about selling your stuff on Zazzle or some of these shops, how to get better contextual understanding to strategically position your stuff on there to get some better sales. Um, also a way to, to kind of grow your business using these platforms, Um, there are people who make a full-time living on Zazzle selling stuff. I mean, you gotta, you really gotta grind and create a lot of products and you also got to do a lot of promotion to these products and to your website and stuff, but there are people who really do that. And I think they do a lot of this research themselves. Um, obviously, like I said, wedding invitations is kind of a giveaway, but you know, there's probably other niches in their products that all kinds of different things sell and you wouldn't even suspect it. So that's my 10 cents on Zazzle. Um, I'll continue to research it. Um, I like doing these kind of, you know, deep dives in these platforms, especially for what sells with my artwork or my music or whatever, um, and just kind of discovering some things. I think it's interesting and it uh, really gives me some ideas on new stuff to try. And I'm also really interested in hearing your um, experiences with what you're selling on Zazzle or how you're researching it. Um, I'd love to hear your your tips. Like If I didn't cover anything that you're doing, I'd really love to know. Um, so with that said, um, this is Sean early, this is grow your digital business podcast. I hope you got some value out of this. If you're a digital artist looking to sell your work, um, be sure to please subscribe to the podcast. We're on all the, the various podcast channels, whatever you're listening to this on. Um, also give us a like, give us a follow on social media, um, share with your friends, tell everybody special, all your, all your creative friends and who needs advice on how to market and grow their businesses. And uh, with that said, I will see you in the next show. If you like this podcast, don't forget to click the subscribe button to stay up to date on all the latest episodes. This podcast has been brought to you by the Robot Spaceship Podcast Network. For more info and other great podcast series, go to robotspaceship.com and subscribe.